You're listening to the ESP, the European Skeptics Podcast, an independent weekly show in support of European level actions within the skeptical movement. The ESP is run by individuals representing different skeptical groups from across the continent. This is episode 120. I'm your host, Andras Pinter, and joining me for the show are my co-hosts, Jelena Levin and Pontus Böckmann. Sziasztok! Всем привет! Hey son, hey son! Welcome back, Jelena! We missed you! <gasps> Yes, you did miss me. I am so glad you missed me, but also I have listened to the podcast. Oh, you did? Thank you very much. Okay, good, good. For saying that I never good. listened to the podcast. No, so at least I, one listener last I, episode? I really good. enjoy actually listening to, to the podcasts um, when I'm not on. I, I when I am, When I am on, I kind of, yeah, I just <laughs> kind of skip around a little bit. But anyways, so it was a great episode and... Um, I did get in touch with Brian um, afterwards saying, well done for the great job, but we'll have to do one where me, me and Brian are together on the same episode. So, If that's possible. According to some, yes. According to some, you were on the last episode. Yes. Because we, <laughs> we are the same. Uh, yeah, I understand. Uh, <laughs> I understand the conspiracy b- uh, behind it, but uh, wouldn't it be great to just uh, sh- shatter it into pieces? But anyways. <laughs> and I don't hate you, Brian. Don't listen to what these people say. <laughs> they don't know what they're talking about. No, you don't about. hate him. You just can't stand him. That's, that's not Quite necessarily different. the same. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> but anyways, um, I'm happy to be back again and looking forward to recording all the following episodes. So, but anyways, glad so, to be back. So, Andras, I understand you're now part of the Hungarian government and you will fix everything. Is that right? Uh... Well, not really. No, oh, oh, I didn't think so. I was just wishful well, thinking then. You have disappointed yes. us. Yeah. Oh. Well, everyone is disappointed. All right. Mm. Not Viktor Orban. He's happy as a clam. Viktor Orban is not disappointed, no. but, um, well, he has every reason not to be. Mm. Because he won with a landslide again. Yeah. And uh, that means a two-thirds majority... Well, that in in itself has spurred up a bit of controversy because there is uh, a lot of suspicion surrounding him and uh, his landslide win. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that is not the only thing that is that it's based on. Right. Because there are lots and lots, hundreds of reports right. of possible election fraud. Ha! Huh. Was were Russians were Russians involved by any chance? Uh, we have we have no idea. We don't know yet. But uh, for example, when so when the polling stations were closed mm-hmm. at seven p.m., not every polling station could be closed because there were lots of people lining up for mm-hmm. the polls, mm-hmm. and uh, they they could not be sent home. So instead, they they left two polling stations open in the capital, whilst they did not release any piece of data. So there was a period of almost four hours between seven and half ten that no one knew anything. And the reports started to come afterwards that at the polling stations where there were these election com- uh, committees for every single polling station, they were not allowed to sign 
the reports on which they officially send off the information, the data, the numbers mm -hmm. to the, the office of central office of elections. And it has never happened before. I, in the last elections, not this one, but in the last elections, I was at one of the polling stations in a committee mm -hmm. and I know how it works. And it, there's no way that you have to wait for a phone call from the central office of elections before you can sign off hmm. the report. No. And it happened this time. And during the day, in the middle of the day, when, well, it was a massive turnout. It was a turnout record mm -hmm. that was broken. Over 70% of the people wow. went, went to cast their votes. That's pretty amazing. And uh, beforehand, every single prediction had said that if the turnout would be over 70%, yeah. then it's absolutely sure that the government will not get a two-thirds majority and there is even a possibility of losing their majority in general. And instead of that, this happened. Very strange. So, so what? can you just brief, briefly tell us his main points, uh, what this dude stands for? Nothing. He stands for power. He stands for money. He stands for, I don't know, revenge on everyone who who crossed him in his ever in his life. Well, but is he anti-scientific, so, anti-something, like anti-social policies, justice? So, first of all, he started his political career as a massive liberal. So he was an arch enemy of any kind of illiberal attitude. But then, in, in 1993, he decided to move towards the right because he realized that he could not win with um, a liberal party agenda yeah but then it became more and more radical his 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 right-wing politics and a couple of years ago he he stated that what he's building is not is an illiberal democracy because liberalism ruins the world and that kind of stuff interesting idea and he put up um these examples of erdogan of Putin, of, of the Chinese, yeah. the Chinese regime, yeah. as uh, the ones of those countries that are prospering, right? And they are they are producing massive, massive amounts of of wealth, and uh, and they are very successful. For a few, for, he wants for, the same for Hungary. For a select few, for a select, for a select few select people, few. yeah, yeah. yeah. And he has his select few. Mm -hmm. So these oligarchy is being built up and the the money that comes from and this is what pieces of the EU that the money that comes from the EU as a kind of a balancing um support yeah to bring Hungary to the same level as the western european countries yeah. um that money is being spent on stuff like uh, building stadiums yeah and the contract goes to his friend so yes exactly yeah all right exactly nice so yeah, and th there is no end to all the reports of the, the possible election fraud. And uh, now on Saturday, well, by the time this goes out, it will already be over. But on Saturday, there will be a demonstration to which at least 100,000 people have uh, expressed their interest. Are you going, Anders? Already. No, I can't because I'll be in London. Okay. Because two or almost three months of campaigning uh, drained my 
my treasury, so I <laughs> I have to start working again. Right. Okay. Well, um, th- this is not good news. <laughs> it is not. Correct. It is not. It's, Correct. it's not good news, and um, it seems that the the same they're following the same kind of path and the same pattern that that, that uh, Russia is following at the moment. Um, and not only that, because the, the the rhetorics are deeply resemblant of that of Germany before the Second World War. It's terrible. It's really terrible. So the usual anti-immigrants. Yeah. Anti. Yes. Uh, yes. They blame everything on immigration. They uh, chose an arch enemy in George Soros. I don't know if you know know that name. He's a uh, he's a billionaire. He's he's a uh, an American billionaire yeah. of Hungarian descent. Yeah, but the the weird stuff about that is that Orban, when he's before he started his political career, he went to the UK to Oxford to study on his grant, on George Soros's grant, yeah. and now George Soros is his arch enemy. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> How ironic is this? Not very grateful of him, is it? He's just playing politics. Yeah. Yeah. So. So he he, yeah. he is uh, he's basically making sure that number one, i.e., himself, is looking af- looked after, and everybody else can burn in hell. Yeah, but he's he's a he's a typical dictator. He needs an enemy. He needs. He's not there to govern a country. He's there to be uh, a war hero and a warlord. And that's what that's what he is. Good luck, guys. But the good thing is, and this is what I'd like to finish this topic with, because I don't want to want Hungarian politics to dominate this uh, episode. Yeah. So the good thing is that momentum, my party, mm-hmm. about we got we got about three uh, percent oh, really? of the mm-hmm. popular vote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is pretty good for for a for a party that has not been around more for more than a year, and uh, the first elections that we had. Unfortunately, this is not enough for us to get into Parliament, but we we will keep working. But the support we get is absolutely mind-blowing. Before the elections, we had uh, about uh, 1,500 uh, members, and within four days after the elections, the number of new applicants was 4,000. Good. Almost triple the number of the original members that we had before the elections unbelievable yeah so people really put their trust in us and this is why we have to keep 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 doing it Mm. so yeah we still want to think that there is still hope Mm. okay moving on to more positive news and uh things to to be happy about there's a lot going on in europe in terms of uh, events anniversaries new projects and stuff yeah between april the 10th and april the 16th um every year there is a some something called homeopathy awareness week and um as we record it's april 12th today so it's still going on now but that's not good news it's not good news because the okay. <laughs> the the point the primary goal of this week is of course to raise public awareness of homeopathy and improve accessibility to homeopathy yeah to promote it yeah ah, and well. i found a couple of sites 
One of them looks actually very pretty and they have these lovely characters, cartoon characters explaining how wonderful homeopathy is. Mm-hmm. Um, so clearly people put a lot of work in trying to convey that message. But we know that it doesn't work. In fact, there is a website called How Does Homeopathy Work? And if you go onto, onto that website, it just says it doesn't. <laughs> I like that website. It's one of my favorite, actually. You should have put up the spo- spoiler alert there. Spoiler, spoiler alert. For those who don't know. Spoiler alert for those who don't know. Scroll forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, we, we also uh, have... Um, Somebody working towards um, debunking this very hard in in UK, and it's a good thing in society. And they also have a website called homeopathyawarenessweek.org, which is great. They bought this domain name some time ago, uh, where they put the facts about homeopathy that dispute the, the, this this statement that it works. Um, and they go through some of their their achievement in terms of what they've done uh, to defund it from the NHS and just provide very good information on the homeopathy in general. Um, that's, the, that's the real awareness, right? What you really should the, be aware that's exactly, of. Yeah. That's exactly right. And I, I love the fact that they got this domain name. It's a great name anyway. And uh, they link to... The some of the other websites like NHS and Cancer Research UK and Wikipedia page where you can get more information on homeopathy if you're not sure and convinced. Um, and they quote some of the studies where it's been proven that there's absolutely no medical benefit. And um, yes, let's be mindful that this is the Homeopathy Awareness Week. Um Let's get our facts straight. And if any of our listeners talk to people about homeopathy, um, let's spread good information and good facts and um, make sure that people are aware that it doesn't work. But no abuse. Just nice conversation. No abuse. No abuse. Please, no abuse. No name calling. <laughs> no name calling. Why not? Because <laughs> it's not nice. Name calling is fun. Name calling is fun. <laughs> Yes, let's stick to the facts. And there's plenty of those. Hundreds of different researches have been done to prove that it doesn't work. Maybe even thousands, actually. I'm saying hundreds. So there we go. That's Homeopathy Awareness Week. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice, nice. And there's... I I read something like um, Chiropractic Awareness Week as well. Is there such a thing? I, I don't know. Um, I think it's the same week. I read it on uh, the website of uh, Edzard Ernst. Ah. Hmm. Okay, well, he would he would definitely know because he is uh, covering a lot of the alternative medicine. Um, yeah. And being a good <laughs> researcher. Anyways, you're right. Yeah. Chiropractic Awareness Week is in April and uh, it is between the 9th and 15th. So it overlaps. Which is the same yeah. week. Yeah. yeah, which week will be over, by the way, by the time this goes out. But uh, don't worry. Yeah. Oh, you know what happened on the sixth of April, two thousand eighteen? Go on, you tell us. The new series by Massimo Polidoro started on YouTube. Yeah, right. It's called Viaggi nel Tempo, which translates as uh, well, travels in time, with the sub subtitle 
three incredible story uh, true stories but the true the, the the true the word true is between quotation marks so um this uh youtube series is going to be a weekly one every friday there's going to be a new episode coming out and uh well the the series is called strane storie indagine ai confini della realtà which uh, translates as strange stories mm-hmm investigations into the edge of reality and you know why i really love that um i i really hope that uh, it'll soon come out with uh, english subtitles because listening to massimo explain all this is just super fun <laughs> he's he's such a lovable character he he's really fun to listen to and i'm pretty sure this is the way to reach non-skeptic audiences as well because he's not confrontational at all he's very friendly and and the way he explains the stuff uh is just very clear so i recommend it to everyone especially if you speak italian enough to understand that um but it's 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 really cool talking of italian skepticism you guys heard the announcement that chicup fest which is supposed to be a biannual event held in every second year will be back this year just one year after the last one yeah yeah good amazing so happy about it so chicup fest 2018 uh it has been announced it's going to be held in padova instead of uh, cesena where it was held last year and the dates are between the 14th and the 16th of september Ooh. so we're going to have a very busy autumn again. Well, uh, <laughs> so question question maybe it's a stupid question. Is it going to be in English? Nope. It's going to be in Italian, but I have no idea whether they have the intention to invite a couple of English speaking speakers because if you remember last year there was Susan Gerbic and James Randi. Uh, and James Randi as well. So right. oh, of course I almost forgot James Randi <laughs> fucking hell. So yeah, 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 yeah. So it might be an international event in that regard again. Yeah. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But I do have the intention to go. Whatever it is going to be. Okay. Because it's a it's it's a lot of fun. Chica Fest. Yeah. We have another event coming up very soon. Go on. Mm, which uh, one? Skepcon 2018. Oh, the German one. That's in Germany. So if you want to know where, where when it is, you of course go to our uh, uh, events in Europe page where you can see the calendar. So it's in Cologne or Köln between the 10th mm-hmm. and, the, and the 12th of May. It's coming up very soon. Very soon. So high time to plan your <laughs> participation. I wonder if uh, they have a couple of English speaking uh, talks. The... the The presentation of it on- online is only in German, as far as I can see. Okay. But, uh, I, so I don't know. I don't know. But there's a lot of uh, people in Germany and a lot of people in, in Europe who speak German. So, uh, yeah. So if you're one of them, you should go. Yeah. I remember when we interviewed Amardeo Sarma, who's the, the, the chairman of GWP, uh, the, the German Skeptic uh, uh, Organization that he he told us about a hundred million people in Europe speaking German as a first language, which is a lot. Yeah, that's that's, that's a lot. That's a of lot. 
<laughs> yeah, so that's why I say go, go, go. <laughs> yeah, let's go, go, go. <laughs> Too bad I don't speak German. I was taught German at school, but don't remember anything. Mm. Yeah, so my I, I, I learned German for the, like three years. I took two oh. lessons. Two lessons. Durchführgegen ohne um. I don't know what it is, but it was very important. Okay. <laughs> Listeners, write in and tell us what that means. I have no idea. Ich heiße Andras ja. Well, there's always Google Translate, you know, guys. Don't ja. invent the wheel. <laughs> ich bin 36 Jahre alt. Yeah, I know yeah. that. that. That kind of stuff I do know, but... Pff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, thanks. Thank, thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Google Translate. Yeah. Thank the Lord. For the Google Lord. Google yeah, okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, bless you, my child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bless you, my child. Hey, we All have right. a, we have a few um, anniversaries as well uh, in 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 skeptical Europe, right? Okay. We yeah. have a what? Spanish podcast, Pensando Criticamente. It's been going Thinking on for critical? six years. Yeah. Six years. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Six years. Yeah. We have to learn Spanish as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. How cool would that be? You know, if if I could, if oh, I would love to speak many many languages, like five or six languages at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so and and you know, Spanish is not so far from Portuguese, and there we have another uh, anniversary concept. Mm-hmm. It's also six years old. Wow. Uh, they not as a uh, as a registered uh, organization. I think they. Fixed that only last year, or maybe yeah, uh, yeah, so, yeah, something like that. But they started six years ago, and of course we have had Diana Barbosa, we have had uh, Juan Montero, and who else have we had? No, those two. I think I think uh, Diana and Joao. Yeah. So they're a very busy bunch, and uh, yeah, and yeah, they've just announced also their flying unicorn prize. Isn't that right, Jill? Yes, that's right. Um, we have mentioned that every year they give out Flying Unicorn Award. Um, you could vote until the 30th of March. It's in Portuguese, obviously, but, you know, Google Translate. Yeah. And on the 1st of April, they announced the winners because funny day. Okay. Yeah. So who won? So there are three winners, three categories. The first category is a gramophone category. Um, the winner was uh, RTP1 with 60%, 64% of the votes. What is RTP1? RTP1 is the main television channel of Radio e Televisia de Portugal, the Portuguese Public Broadcasting Corporation. Ah. So it's pretty big. Let's say, let's say it's huge. In fact, yeah. you know, one of, the, yeah. one of the biggest. Sounds like it. It's huge. Huge. They, they were uh, publicizing documentaries like Cholesterol, the Great Scam. They they claim that it doesn't exist, or well, it's uncertain. That's kind of that's that's kind of the, the implication, I'm assuming. But but um, we can link to the to the actual documentary website. There's no such thing as cholesterol, silly. It was invented by Russians, probably. Anyway, so and things like, for example, a program pros and cons on vaccination. I'm uh-huh. assuming that program was heavily. <laughs> con uh, or against vaccination yeah well it's enough if it's just you know the false balance of just saying that there are pros and cons it implies that that two uh, equal sides to this debate and then they have a couple of journalists on there who promote pseudoscience Uh, journalist dina aguar 
who defends the alkaline diet and says that oh boy. in England, doctors advise reflexology for people with HIV. Huh. What? Interesting. So, I did not know about that, but she might be making stuff up. Should, should we say what reflexology is? Oh, go on. Yeah, that this is where you 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 look at the feet of somebody and you uh, can see and you can massage the left pinky on the you know <laughs> or whatever you 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 massage and you treat the feet and that uh, heals the body. So there's a spot on your feet that represents the liver, another spot that represents the the spleen maybe or the brain or I don't know. It's all made up. Mm. Uh, yeah, and it's based on uh, their claims are massively based on psychology. Mm-hmm. So what they do, um, not really friends, but I know two people who who are reflexologists, and uh, they don't even realize that what they apply there is basically psychology mm. on the feet. They start. On the feet, because they, they, they start finding stuff like, okay, there is tension in you based on your feet. And, and that part of the feet is responsible for this kind of tension and that kind of tension. And that and, and from that, they start to build up a whole series of claims and um, a complete theory of what your problems are. Mm. Yeah. You know, get, get, don't misunderstand us. I'm sure it's very nice to get your feet massaged, but don't oh, yeah. don't claim that it will cure your HIV. That's mm. well, it's dangerous. It's totally uh, irresponsible. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's them. Then the second prize um, they called this category shooting star, and it's normally a person. It's nominated. Uh, it's given to a person, and then this year it was given to Manuel Pinto Coelho with sixty-two percent of the votes. He's a celebrity doctor who's got an ambition to become the uh, Portuguese version of Doctor Oz, oh. um, which is not a good news. No, doctor, Doctor. What an ambition! Oh my God! What a silly ambition! Doctor Oz is is a peddler of uh, alternative medicine in America, and. You do not listen to Dr. Oz. You listen to your doctor who actually has a degree. Well said. Basically, he was. they say that he's a very great example of what happens when doctors let themselves be, be taken in by the pseudoscience and uh, their, their own gigantic ego. Between the recommendation to drink seawater oh. and uh, promoting fraudulent devices for detox of the feet and stuff like that uh, apparently it's very hard to keep up with the nonsense that this guy comes up with so um i reckon this is really well deserved prize for him unfortunately yeah sounds like it what's the third prize <laughs> and the third prize is um uh, in a category of uh, the category the emperor has no clothes and these went to faculty of pharmacy of the university of coimbra with 43% of the votes and it's all started with some comments that began to circulate in social network on postgraduate course that has, among other programs, uh, the, the homeopathy um, content. And they basically were teaching homeopathy in, on, on one of the courses. So um, the deputy director then went on to uh, defend the existence of this course. And of course, there is a really strong argument to be made. It's a university, so they're... they're courses should be based on, on the current science um, and the, the a big university like this should not be, should not have a homeopathy course taught there 
So there you go, and they got um, they got the uh, naked emperor prize for that. Yeah. These are the three categories. Um, they are continuing with the tradition, and um, the the uh, there will be a unicorn award for two thousand eighteen. Yeah. Um, watch this space we will definitely announce it on our podcast yeah so good on concept on their sixth year anniversary to to do that we have a double anniversary uh as, as well to 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 announce today which is because not only has uh, the uh, information network uh, homeopathy in germany been around for two years it's also actually natalie graham's birthday today when we record 12th of april okay congrats congratulations to both yeah yeah natalie graham's of course uh, is the former homeopath that realized that uh, uh, there was nothing in it if you will (laughs) and she started this uh, you can say that in in german uh, Andras. Information Network Homeopathy. That's the one. I yeah. Know. So she started that well two years ago to to spread the word what she'd find. And God, she, I'm, she's gotten so much much uh, abuse for that. Mm. But we all, uh, of course, share for her and uh, congratulations. Well done. Yeah. And if you're interested in uh, what Natalie Grams does, then you can listen to episode 42 of the ESB where we interviewed her. Ah, that's correct. That's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and she's amazing. She's, she's, she's really good. And she's such a lovely person. Mm-hmm. And um, getting back to the Flying Unicorn Award, which is deliberately given out on the 1st of April. On the 2nd of April, there was another very important date. And that was the second time this was celebrated, and that is International Fact-Checking Day. Have you ever heard of that? Mm-hmm. Yes. I feel like I have, yeah. Yeah, there is the International Fact-Checking Network, which is built to um, control and organize this partnership uh, of different fact-checking organizations around the world. So um, they have put together this International Fact-Checking Day kind of stuff, and what they are rallying for is more facts in politics, journalism, and everyday life. Yeah, they use the fact check net Twitter feed, and uh, they use the hashtag fact checking day and fact check it. So yeah, do follow them. And the, the this this whole thing is is basically held together by Pointer, which we have talked about, I think, on several occasions before. So really cool. Make sure you know in time for you to to join this um, very cool celebration and uh, kind of lighthearted but very practical uh, initiative next year when it comes up again. So International Fact Checking Day. You know what else happened? That's not directly linked to skepticism, but it's really cool. Go on. What? It's Virgin Galactic. It's so cool that the new Unity module. I've missed this. It. Please uh, tell uh, more. Are we going to space? Okay, so I think it was on the no on the fifth of April. Virgin Galactic, this massive company that aims at uh, providing um, space tourists with a means to to go out, experience zero gravity, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, weightlessness out um, around the Earth, and then come back. And uh, so they they want to move space tourism forward, 
And that is just kind of something that that uh, emerges from the mindset of Richard Branson's. This time, the the new model that is called Unity uh, had a successful test flight. Aha! Uh-huh. It's a suborbital spacecraft, actually, that that uh, Virgin Galactic uh, produces, and uh, it is built on one spacecraft that takes the other one, the suborbital spacecraft. Uh, up to at least um, 11 or 14,000 um, meters. Mm-hmm. Then it disconnects, starts, it fires its own engines, and goes even further up. And when it happened with uh, the, the Spaceship 2 VSS Enterprise, VSS uh, stands for a Virgin Spaceship, so it crashed. Uh, it it happened in October 2014. Yeah, I remember. But this time, uh, Spaceship Unity, VSS Unity, did perform a, um, a powered test flight, and it was successful. Well, good. So, so uh, when are you booking your ticket, Sandrosh? <laughs> well, I don't have enough wealth to do that. You should join those oligarchs in, in, in Hungary that are emerging. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, yeah. You, you do have a point. You do, you do have a point. <laughs> yeah. So the altitude, the maximum altitude it reached was 25,686 meters above the Earth surface. So that is pretty cool because from that altitude, you, you can actually see that the Earth is actually flat. <laughs> yes, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> and it was all conspiracy. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you should check out the video because it's really cool. Mm-hmm. There is um, a YouTube video. I have no idea why. So compared to what SpaceX did with uh, Falcon Heavy mm-hmm. a couple of weeks back, it should have been advertised like crazy. But it it was it was not as massive a hit, as massive uh, uh, a bigger hype around it as there was around uh, Falcon Heavy. And I, I have no idea why that was. No, I, I missed it completely. But maybe they were afraid it would blow up again. So, Yeah, it could be the reason. Yeah, it could be. But yeah. congr- congratulations. So, yeah. great. Good. Very, nice. very good. I, I think by now, listeners have found that we are experimenting a little bit with the format this time. We're not following the normal <laughs> segments. <laughs> yeah, it's like free free for all kind of situation. Sort of free for all. I do, if if it's okay, I, I actually have one news. Se- normally we have a news segment with four or five or six different news, but I have one for, for today. Yeah, that, that's from France, and I don't think we cover, for some reason, I have, we haven't covered France very much when it comes to skeptical news, but I found one thing, and that is um, in March there was an appeal signed by 124 physicians uh, against the practice of alternative medicine in France. So that was that's good. And today, 12th of April, Proponents of homeopathy, acupuncture, and other alternative medicine filed an official complaint about this to Le Conseil de l'Ordre de Médecin en France, huh? mm, nice. something like that. Beautiful. Yeah, that's uh, a, that's a council. That, that that's a council actually that has roots all the way back to the French Revolution. But uh, these alternatives, uh, they they signed this complaint against ten of the doctors who signed the first appeal from March. 
and they were calling it offensive, defamatory, and even insulting. Huh? <laughs> I think that's how they said it. <laughs> are, you mock- are you mocking the French now? No, no, not at all. Not at all, not at all. I love the cheese. Bastard. So, uh, and now they demand a public apology, public apology from from the the doctors who actually did a good thing in saying that alternative medicine doesn't, has no place in a modern society. Um, If this, if they don't get this apology, uh, they, uh, these quacks, they threaten to file a new complaint complaint every fortnight to others who also signed the appeal until they get the recognition they deserve. So it's sort of a war now playing out in the French media between the what I the science-based doctors and the alternative quacks. Uh, and I think um, the the quacks are getting a little bit nervous so they need to fight back. So I wonder how this will play out. Of course, we're happy to see the medical core uh, criticizing alternative practices in, in, in public like this. And I hope something good will come out of it. Yeah. Talking of uh, promises to the public, Mark Zuckerberg made a couple of promises himself. What, you mean during the hearing about the data loss? I think it was after that. Uh, is it- or beforehand? I don't know. So on, on April 6th, he posted two promises or we can consider them news of what big steps they they make towards uh, false advertising and that kind of stuff. So first of all, the advertiser who wants to run a political or issue ad will need to be verified. So the identity and location needs to be confirmed. And they hope that this will stop many false advertisers from Mm are running their ads and um, well it's mostly political transparency that they're after in this regard but uh, he announced that they are they have also built a tool that um, lets anyone who who sees an ad access the information of who's running the ad Mm. which is a big step towards transparency yeah also, if someone runs a large page, they have to be verified. Their identity and location have to be ver- have to be verified as well. So, fake accounts will be well. They they try to weed out all the fake accounts. Good luck yeah. with that. Mm-hmm. But Indeed. but I'm a bit skeptical. So am I. No, but it's good that they try anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's an important step, but um, it's a bit late. But better late than never. Yeah, it's not too late for the Swedish election so that's coming up in, in September. So. Huh. So what what is it looking like for you, uh, Pontus, in terms uh, of it, candidates? He's not running. I'm... Yeah, well, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, Pontus is not running. I'd vote for Pontus oh, if for, I was Yeah, running. no. I'd vote for him too. No, it's... it's it... It's difficult. We have... It used to be simple. We had two, basically, two blocks of parties that almost, you know, they took turns in the power it was the uh, left hand side social democrat side and there was the more right wing side but you know they were pretty pretty moderate uh, right wing side but since the sweden democrats came up and now have control of, well control but they have about 18 to 20% of the of the support that means we have three blocks and nobody gets gets to to decide anything and they they refuse to cooperate across the blocks, so uh, I don't know. <laughs> that it's sounds like of, a complete mess. <laughs> no, it's a, well, it's not 
too bad, but it. I mean, it's we're not go- turning into a dictatorship or something like that. It's still democracy, but it's hard yeah. to get anything done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A bit messy. You know yeah. what you need? New kids on the block. Yeah, momentum. Momentum. Yeah. Maybe you can make it in an inter- in international party. I have a couple of friends who are uh, going to start probably start the the local chapter of momentum in in uh, yeah. different uh, Swedish cities. <laughs> There's bloody immigrants in Sweden. Yeah, exactly. The Hungarians coming here and stealing our parties. Huh? <laughs> exactly, exactly. They're building their political power. How disgusting is that? Mm-hmm. All right. So um, before we start rambling on about politics and that kind of 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 silly yeah. uh, topics, I suggest we put an end to this episode. Put it out of his misery. But I have a, a, one thing I want to close with, and normally it is this Jelena's that I'm just hijacking her segment here. Uh, you absolutely must. I ha- I have a quote, and it's like this. I don't believe in astrology. I'm a Sagittarian and we're skeptical. <laughs> uh, and that was said by Arthur Arthur, Arthur C. Clarke. Uh, oh, Arthur sci- C. Clarke. Yeah. Sci-fi author and uh, general genius, I think. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah, I think I like that. I'm a Sagittarian and we're skeptical. Yeah, hmm? so true. Hmm? Although I'm, I'm an Aquarius and I'm skeptical as well. <laughs> Just saying. Yep. All right. So, thanks very much, guys. And thanks very much to our listeners for joining in. Thank you. And until next week, when we come back with a regular segmented episode, not a complete mess like this one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> goodbye. Paka, goodbye. Paka. Oh, paka, paka. <laughs> This has been your ESP experience. The show is produced and recorded by the ESP.eu. Join us again next time, but until then, please send your feedback, comments or death threats to info at the ESP.eu. We would also love to hear your ideas and suggestions regarding future episodes, as well as news from your country of residence that might interest others across the continent. If you have a local event or organization to promote, please don't hesitate to let us know, as we are more than happy to help. All music in the program was written and performed by Keisha J. Gray and George Schraub and is used with their permission. Please check out our webpage at www.theesp.eu, follow us on Twitter at eu, and like us on Facebook. I don't know how you can believe <laughs> Yeah, you know, you, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. What the hell was that? I'm working on the outtakes. What? <laughs> okay. Cheek Up Fest 2008 has been announced. 18. Then, uh, Uh, sorry, uh, Cheek Up Fest 2018. <laughs> And speaking of flying unicorns, uh, Jelena just flew out the, the room. That was, a, yeah, that was supposed to be a segue to her. She's probably lying down now. No, she's back. Okay. <laughs> you know, it was very nice of you to yeah. pop in. 
Every time, every time you say "fuck chicken," uh, it sounds like "fuck chicken." Fuck chicken. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> International fuck chicken day. That's really cool. <laughs> okay. Uh, and it's oh, uh, the and only ju- quote. The only quote I have for today is "kids don't do drugs." Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>